Pressing at a kid just to be grown up. Yeah. Pressing at a kid just to be grown up. Yeah. Whoever thought I'd be the greatest growing up. Yeah. Whoever, whoever thought I'd be the greatest growing up. Eat up on in six sixty four coders, burn up fire and drown drops of water. Son, I told you I got them bangs like go, yeah. Gone up them hills, got me jumping off the sofa. Now officially recording. All right, welcome to the Rivalry Podcast, week two. We got the Sanchez back on, two for two. He's he's Big Dick Nick, our backup quarterback turned starter, and then we got <laughs> Cuba. The, the producer, the man, the myth, the legend. And you got myself, Philly Pistol, on the mic. Introduce yourself, Mike. Hey, 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 everybody. Um, how's everybody feeling during bowl season? Uh, we got a lot of cool topics. Uh, it's the holiday season, so I know everybody's a little lethargic. And Phil had some theories on lethargy Philly Pistol, I should say, actually on being lethargic throughout the holiday season and some good picks. Um, but, yeah, I hope everybody got to enjoy their time. I'd just like yeah. to say that as uh, you said I was producer, but do not blame me that this thing is not on iTunes. Uh, our fearless host cannot figure out how to put a picture onto, uh, you know, I don't even know what, like, your issue is. Like, you can't upload a picture onto, like, a website or something. Well, yeah, no. Take, the, the, just not take blame no. for that. When I had a podcast, it was up. It was up prompt. Cuba, okay, I'll have it up. But the <laughs> thing is, it's going to be nice for the viewers to get two weeks of content in that once when I figure it out after this podcast. So <laughs> it's going to be nice for our viewers because they're going to they're going to want to hear more and they're going to have more right away. Who the hell is going to want to hear us so, for two hours? I thought one was enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal, the Sanchez, Lasanche, Lasanche. Come on, that's the goal. That's the goal. Like I've always liked Sanchez. Sanchez. He brought brought championship back to uh, back to the Cougars. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did he? (laughs) When when did we win? When did we win a a championship? Now, Philly Philly Pistol. um, Oh man, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. I actually did have – speaking on nicknames, though, I have I, – I do have a nickname that I'm and, – and, and, and Cuban Panini, you can help me out here if you want to confirm <laughs> Senor Philly Pistol's nickname. I want to call him 2020. And do you know why I want to call him 2020? Because he always sees stuff in a foresight? Because he just like hindsight, he's 2020, and he always <laughs> says, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when I'm wrong, then I don't point it out. <laughs> well, that's why you're 2020. <laughs> I make y'all forget about my wrong picks, but I can tell you I'm wrong a lot of the times, and I have been, especially my gambling streak has has not been very good recently. Um, Man, but you guys have all been cold. Yeah, whole, yeah, we little group. We've been a little bit ice cold, which means we're due. But anyway. Um, I actually had some some interesting. If I would have taken every under during the Christmas holidays, I would have done great. And that was one of the you know theories I had. I told you, that's, Sanchez. That's one of the 2020s. <laughs> Sanchez. One of the theories I had was 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 lethargic basketball. You know, during the holiday season, and it seemed is. like there was 
about 70% unders hitting. My I only think. game, my only game I picked the holidays, I got it right. Clippers? I, I picked, yeah, I picked the Clippers. Yeah, we were all yeah, the Clippers. Yeah, it was a good call as far as um, the lethargic unders. But I will say this. There was a game that I know you and I are familiar with over the weekend or during the week <laughs> that had uh, an over-under of 220 points. And by halftime, they had 120 of those points and only needed 97 in the second half to get the over. And they were unable would you yeah. would you say it's because of lethargy or just because Russell Westbrook is officially an animal and should be traded from the Rockets? I would <laughs> He's kind of like your, your, your secret weapon when it comes to, like, if you're going to lose, you're going to lose because of him. And if you're going to win, a lot of times you're going to win because of him. So, like, you saw that stretch, right? We were watching the game intently because we had the over – on that game and it looked really nice i think at the end of the third quarter it was like 88 to 86 or something like that right sanchez yes we had and, uh, we had a prediction of i think 65 to 51 at halftime jokingly and it actually ended yeah. up being very close to it yeah and then what happened in the fourth quarter i think the rockets scored like 14 points in the fourth quarter and the yeah warriors Broke away yeah, with it and yeah. won the game. Give me uh, one second. I'll be right back. I mean, you guys, you guys were talking anyway, but I'm just, uh, I'm gonna put on my headphones. Cuba, get the fuck out of here. Hey, Cuba, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuba, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna like my next analogy, so you should stay on for this one. So put your headphones on. I don't know if it's the lethargic um, <laughs> basketball that started. Obviously, in the fourth quarter, it seems to tighten up a lot in, in most games. But I mean, you can't, it can attribute to it a little bit. I think there definitely was. There was at least, at least, and it, and it was surprising because I thought you know a lot of home teams, um, you know, would have been the ones to not have shown it. But you know, there was there was some some lag for it. But I guess it's tough to visually see it all and kind of clarify it. But going back to the Russell Westbrook point, well, there the Japanese had a war tactic um, back in the day. This is about World War II, where they would send bombs, napalm bombs, attached to balloons. And at times they were highly effective, but they ended up being banned because of their unpredictability. And But when they landed, it was mass, mass destruction. And that's how I feel right. like is what the case is with Russell Westbrook. That's when, a good analogy. When he, when, like he, when he hits the ground, he does yeah. destruction. But you don't know yeah. when... You don't know which way that animal is going to take you at times. I mean, I think that's that's why he's a you know a, a all-star basketball player because of that mentality. Otherwise, if he wasn't as aggressive as he was, he would just be a nobody. Like he he has that unconscious ability to kind of you know forget about his last play, even though he turned it over. He'll turn it over four times in a row, and then he'll shoot up, chuck up another shot. He just does not have a conscience, yeah. and that's you know sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. But, I don't know if conscious then, is the right word, but he's definitely that kind of guy. He's not yeah. conscious of his teammates. Confidence. Yeah. He's not conscious of his teammates. Of his teammates. And James Harden was like shooting like 60% that game. It's like he, was, he didn't take – I think Westbrook took like five more shots. Like he should never be taking more shots than James Harden ever. Uh, here's another bet I always like. This actually was going to be the other bet I would have said. 
this is my 2020 pick of the day. Uh, I would have said bet against the Rockets. I always think I should. You should bet against the Rockets. And like, a well, they've been good game. this year. Interesting. Why? Well, why would like, you always bet against the Rockets? Because like they just have like those players that just are not meant for like. I don't think James Harden's ever going to win a championship. Like, it, it, I don't think like Westbrook is either. Like, I don't think they're good. Like. Like they're just not good team guys, you know what I mean? Like their style of like, yeah. ice, like isolation basketball, like it always breaks down when defenses get tough. Do you, you ever hear about the the secret of basketball? Um, Bill Simmons talks about it in his um, he created a book, and he's also doing a, a podcast now, the Book of Basketball, and he talks about the secret when it comes to to basketball, and it's not just the game; it's actually the culture created within the team that everybody is, is working towards the same goal of winning a championship and it's no me first type guys and it's getting to know each other and having, you know, that camaraderie and that chemistry. And when you have those two guys, like a Westbrook and a Harden, like you mentioned, it's hard to have that because they're definitely me first guys. They definitely want to get their stats. And when you have those two guys that stats before wins, you're just never going to win it. Yeah, yeah like that's why I'd always bet against. Sorry. Yeah. No, the me first mentality is, is is definitely one that you see across all sports. I mean, we have we have a perfect example of an extremely talented athlete right now who does not have a job because of that me first mentality. And I'm referring to Senor Antonio Brown. That's a good transition because we talked about that we wanted to talk about this topic, right? So it's a good transition. We can, we can talk about Antonio Brown. Um, what are your thoughts, Sanchez? Because you wanted to bring up this topic. I think I think he is he is the perfect example of someone trying to fight the system with all the wrong ammunition. Right. And I think he could have done a better job as far as and, and, and it's one thing when you do it in the in the sport of basketball where there's twelve players and a star player like that walking away is huge, but in the right. sport of football, where camaraderie really is, you know, exemplified. A key component. And, yeah. yeah. I just think, you know, he picked, he picked a bad time to do it. Um, he, he was extremely selfish about it, which is why I think now moving forward, he's going to be one of those guys that fall into the list of, you know, the Carmelo Anthony's, the James Harden's, where they, they are a cancer to the team. I guess for lack of a better term. Sorry for all. Yeah. I mean, Melo's looking good with the Blazers anyway. Let, let me continue with uh, uh, Antonio Brown, though. Uh, A.B., I think that his brain is scrambled, number one. So, I mean, it's clear. Like, he's just – the irrational decisions that the guy's making, you know, from week to week. Thank God he didn't play on the O-line or something because yeah. his brain is scrambled with playing, like, wide receiver. Like, <laughs> so you saw that hit he took from Vontez Perfect. Yeah, maybe, maybe that was the thing. Like, he was, like, a nice, you know, like, gentleman before that. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, no, he it's not like, that he ever was. He, he never was a gentleman, I'd say. He's always been a big ego, right? But he definitely has no, been acting no, very no. strange. He was buying his teammates' presents and stuff, and he was giving to orphans. And you know, he he wanted he was coaching Juju Smith, and then uh, <laughs> he got <laughs> and then he bought that like um, that car. Do you remember like when he got that big contract? He bought like a a nineteen like a T model Ford or some like shit, but it was gold. I don't remember that, but someone, yeah, someone like I don't know if you're being sarcastic him. about him being like this model citizen because I don't ever recall him. Like I've recalled him being a knight, like people liking him, but like he was always a difficult uh, ego to deal with in the locker room. 
<laughs> That's not the Antonio Brown I knew. <laughs> My citizen, Antonio Brown. I also I also love that 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 year where Julio Jones and Antonio Brown were you know just receivers with Latin names were just dominating and I just like Julio Antonio like except Julio, not a Latino <laughs> like Victor Cruzo I don't even know <laughs> what happened to those Victor Cruz was nasty for for a stretch with those guys he exactly. had a good year. Yeah, that, that was weird. That was very strange. And and none of which are Latino, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like the black Israelites, the black Latins, you know? <laughs> Mike, we, we, can, we can believe that they were Latino. Let's just say that deep down they're Latino, and that's why they're good. Yeah. So you know, the black Israelites, I know you wanted to also touch base on a great <laughs> That's, <movie>. a, good, <laughs> that's yeah. a great that's another <laughs> Mike, you are the king of transitions. So, unfortunately, Cuba, Cuba has not seen Uncut Gems, but um, that movie was fucking bonkers, bro. That movie was ridiculous. And it, and it was like an eye-opening movie because I'm like in the midst of this cold gambling streak, and I'm like, shit, I do not need to end up like Adam Sandler did in this movie. <laughs> Just like so degenerate. It's unbelievable. Spoiler alert. Oh, my gosh. Who's, the biggest degenerate of all time. That's my dog. Yeah, in the yeah. movie, he's the biggest degenerate ever, and he literally was just taking $100,000 that he, he won in like a – I don't want to – let's not even go into, like, the details of the movie. I don't want to spoil it for, for Cuba. But let's just say that, you know, our podcast was going to be based on gambling, and, and that's just a great movie to kind of something detail to, in it. Something to aspire to? <laughs> you, can, you can put it that way. Um, it's like until it we reach that level of degeneracy. Depends okay, on who you ask. <laughs> Something to aspire to. Um, yeah, I definitely do not. With that comment, Steve. <laughs> no, it's definitely not something to aspire to. Until we're that level of degeneracy, this podcast will never take off. You know, then it's just like you know, a couple of you know people making twenty hundred dollar bets, maybe. You know what I mean? That's not. Yeah, that's not, I don't think you can parlay the type of stuff he was parlaying, though, <laughs> unless you have a real bookie. Like, he was parlaying, like, the Kevin, Dur Kevin Garnett's over in points, over in rebounds, over in blocks. He wins the halftime tip. Like, oh Boston God. to win. <laughs> what, a, what a bet. He put an AD yeah. in parlay. He put an AD oh in parlay. God, but the best part so about it, the best part about it was just, like, the, the conviction in the gentleman's eyes of, like, this is going to be the bet that hits is, I'm I sure, know. a place we've all been before. Oh, my God. <laughs> you hit that – you get that in Vegas. Like, you know, like, I don't get it as much, like, when I'm, like, you know, at my computer betting. I feel like I can be a little more removed from it. But when you're at a table and it's like the like you know you have like your money in a in a pat in a thing in front of you, yeah. You, know, you watch it go away, then you're like, oh, maybe. <laughs> Dude, that that movie is with me when it comes to gambling. If I'm actually putting money on something, it's all suddenly I become brain dead and I can't like really consider. <laughs> I can't really consider the game as thoughtfully as I would if I wasn't betting on it. You know what I mean? Like, 
That's how yeah. I feel. Like I, I overthink it. I overanalyze it or I underthink it. And under, and then it's like, I'm back and forth between the two, you know, am I overthinking it? Am I underthinking it? And it's just like, probably under it ends up. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the fucked up thing I think about gamblers, like the, the guy, in the movie, like people who are serious addicts. And this, this is what I learned when I was in like Puerto Rico and I had more casinos by me and I was gambling a lot. Like, you get more like they get. I think more addicted to the thrill of losing because it's actually. Much yeah, I heard more, that. It, I heard it's that. true. Like I felt it. Like you know what I mean. Like I felt yeah. the night like where I put like a thousand on a table and like lost it and just like like the the heart like beating and like the, ad- the like adrenaline that like of that and like losing it and like that devastating feeling is actually a much more like addictive like. Like you feel that much more than than you felt like the winds. Like Cuba, I lived in AC as you know, and remember, remember the time we were in uh, AC and I was tripping on acid, and uh, we went into the casino. You that? remember that that day, right? Oh um, yeah. To be honest, so, <laughs> to be honest, it's funny that's like that's actually a pretty extreme memory. I mean, obviously more so for you than me, but it's like yeah. I remember it, but it's like it's actually a more vague thought for me. Like I'm sure yeah, you that's crystal clear. It's, I wouldn't say it's crystal clear, um, but I just rem- recall exactly what you're saying. And I, I, I was in, I was walking down the casino, and I would look at some of the people just throwing their their money away on slots, and I see like this life drained out of them, and like, but they're they're just continuous like thrill of continuing to let the money just keep going away, even though like the it, 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 the one thing I felt about it was like the life was sucked out of a lot of these people and i guess yeah. being on acid it kind of like exemplified it even more yeah. you know what i mean you're able to tune into that emotion maybe yeah like- i was able to tune into it and it's just it, that at that moment it was something like oh i never want to like let myself become that because i was living in ac for a while and i was i was playing poker a ton and i was just gambling a lot more and i was like going down almost a destructive path you can say and uh, thankfully it never got so serious and then I, I felt that kind of, you know, watching Uncut Gems. And I watched this movie yesterday called Wolves. And it's like this Netflix movie about a high school basketball player. Don't get too into his, it because I still want to watch that one. And I yeah, you should, you should watch it. It's pretty good. Is that um, a documentary or a movie movie? It's a movie. It's, it's a movie. And it's the same, like, depiction of, like, a degenerate gambler and, like, kind of losing it all from gambling. And it's like, damn, these things come into your life at the right moments, it seems like, to, like, kind of give you a little pump in the brakes i mean it seems like for me anyway and I, I'm, I'm a big believer of like you know everything happens for a reason and watching those two min- movies subsequently after just being atrocious this week gambling yeah, th- you know I, th- I think i think the sample size is clear that unless you're mark Wahlberg, you're you're gonna walk away losing in gambling um yeah <laughs> as most people do but mm-hmm. it, 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 it is true. It is true. Or, or, or you're Floyd Mayweather and you only post your winners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody wants to make it seem like they're winning all the time. But the reality is if you do it consistently, unless you're like, it's your job. Like, you know what I mean? Like some people take it very seriously. And some people, um, like it's poker players, for example, like they have a routine just like you would if you're Poker's a CEO. A Poker's yeah. a little different. Yeah, poker's, I, I, poker's, poker's more poker's like you, you control different. your fate in a in a little in a little more direct sense than like I don't I don't think anybody you know I mean maybe you know I haven't seen this guy if he would like give me a call like a guy that's betting sports all the time 
and yeah. like and winning over like you know the long term view. Like you know, yeah, like goes consistently. Yeah. Everybody goes on cold streaks. Long term. Uh, I guess like week after week, like for years. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's gonna have to be like at least like a year. Like okay. you know, to be. Honest. I will show you my betting account that's been active for two years. And based on the numbers, you know that I'm a savage because <laughs> it's massive amounts and I'm actually up. Does, does it have that total number? It has, the to- it has the total number of how much I've withdrawn from the account. It has a total number of how many bets I've actually placed since the account has existed. And Can you I- give me like a percent? Like how much you have? Does it have the amount you've deposited too? It has the amount I've deposited. Everything. Everything. It gives my whole, whole historical value of the account. What's your plus minus? Yeah, and that's what I want to know. Plus $50. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing and, and exactly to be honest, like that does make good to me, like, like you know that's like uh you're you're a great gam- you're a great gambler <laughs> yeah no i i was gonna say that cuba because like for me like the most difficult part is taking out the money in the account that's the hardest like one that is yeah because when you win I don't, I don't it's like it i've been up i've been up and i've i've been up like thousands of dollars before in, in my account but that eventually just withered away. FanDuel, I was up about 170 in my account. I took out 100, and then I lost to 70. You know recently. who actually might, might be the best gambler then? Because he takes Carl. out his – yeah, Car- Carlito. Because he just like he, – he lives like his little kid existence. Like he loves to buy games and computers and shit. So, like, you know, he, he cashes out his money right away to, to – I don't – like, again, <laughs> again with, with Carl and, like, again, the perception of, like – People want to create this perception that they're always winning. I don't think Carl is winning like that. I just think he's taking chunks of money and acting as if, like, oh, I didn't have this before. But the reality is he was putting that money into the account and then taking it out. And since he took it out in a big chunk, instead of putting it in small increments, you know what I mean? Like losing 100, losing 200, losing 300. I don't don't think he's, like – I mean, I think he's won when he's won. I, like he said, he's told me when he's lost. Like you know, like and he's on a. Me good too. Streak. He's always telling me. He's always telling me, and like he blamed me for like going on a losing streak because I told I said talked to him about one gambling bet. He said he had one thirteen straight. All of a <laughs> sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden he ta- tells me his picks. <laughs> I want you to know how personal that was to him that he told me that. <laughs> I know. I understand, but like Cuba, like, like in a private conversation, just like Phil's fucking me up. <laughs> Listen, I, t- I said one pick. To- I didn't even tell him to take the pick. I said the picks I was taking. And he's like, I'm on that too, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he was on it, and he decided – and he won, quote, unquote, 13 straight. Like, come on. Like, I don't believe it. Like, unless you show me proof that you won 13 straight, I'm not going to believe you won 13 straight. I'm so sorry. So, I, know, I know honest people. He's honest. Yeah, I just showed he's you – I just I just share with you a picture of the historics on my account, and mind you, this is <laughs> this is throughout a two year period where I'm betting Colombian numbers, and um, you will see that the reality it says if you look at the picture, um, so I can explain some of the recargas means every time that I deposit money, and retiros is every time that I take out money. Mm-hmm. True. And if you look there, it says in the last two years, I won't go into how much I've drawn out or pulled out, but you guys will see the positive based on the numbers. I will tell the public this though, that in my two years here in Colombia, I've apparently placed 
$18,000 worth of bets <laughs> since I've been here. Jesus. That's a bit. That's a, you could have sent little Sanchez to college. <laughs> <laughs> for one semester. Yeah, and and to break even to break even that's absurd that's crazy yeah yeah it's um it's it's, i wish i would have kept track of mine i'm very curious where where i'm at yeah this is good because i've hit some big ones i've hit some big ones so i feel like i you know i i've I've hit some big ones in poker and i've hit some big ones in like the patriots win the super bowl the eagles can't can't count poker well in in sports gambling i i won you know i won 1800 with with uh, the what's it called? With the Patriots winning the Super Bowl, I won another. I don't remember how much when the Giants won the Super Bowl a while back when I was in high school. I had my dad place that bet, and then I also just won uh, Joe Burrow winning the Heisman oh, a couple weeks a back. Bet. Yeah, that's a good bet. I bet that like what's that? I bet over the the long run, you're you're either at break even or you, or you've lost. No, I'm yeah, down. no, for sure. I'm down. I'm down. For over sure. the long run, I'm definitely down. <laughs> but, <laughs> where I've had success. I want to be clear, because you know you're signing a little Floyd Mayweather. You're giving me <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm not trying to say. I, I'm trying to use those bets to show you that maybe I could have broken even. Maybe <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Because because like I'm I'm pretty good with futures bets and like and long odd bets. I haven't been very successful on day-to-day gambling, like, you know, yeah, picking games. Every day. I bet so. every day. This is – as I was telling you yesterday, like, for me, it's, for me, it's about the journey. It's about the rush. This is actually <laughs> what I just love to do. I think I've had some great tears with Steve as well, but it really always comes down to – Cuba. That you, Cuba, that you made it to be – yeah, you made the beginning of the, of, of the conversation, Philly Pistol, which was – you don't know when to cash out. And the biggest difference now with my gambling, and I think which I've made wives to see the $50 success in two years, so $25 a year. Um, <laughs> wow, amazing. It's <laughs> just on the sheer fact alone that I set a baseline of what I deposit and whatever surplus is there, I take it out every day. Whether it's $5, 150 or, or 7 I take out the surplus right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. That's what I you do know, I, every day. I, I, I'm with you, though, that, like, it's it's actually just me. Like, the way I think of it, I just think of gambling as, like, it's sports Viagra. Like, <laughs> after high school, I could really no longer, like, get emotionally caring, like, about a team the way I used to. Right. You know, it just, like, started to become, like – Especially when you're a Cowboys fan. No. And, <laughs> and just, like, all, all my teams is sort, of, is sort of like that. Like, I just – You're still a Yankee diehard. No, I mean, I love the Yankees, but it's not the same thing as, like... Uh, when you're a kid, the joy you have for your, the teams that... Yeah, listen. Y- I got you. Uh, let, let me finish. Like, the point is, like, after, you know, after being, like, a kid where it's, like, you watch every game, like, you know, it's, like, if your team loses, like, you're in a bad mood, you're cranky. You're mortified. Like, you're you're like, mortified. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're pouting, like, you know. Like, that's yeah, yeah. what I was, I was, like, in high school. But then it's, like you get more mature. It's like, I can't really like, you know, I have actual shit going on in my life. I don't really care about sports until you start right. putting a little money on it. And then it's like, I care all of a sudden again. That's why I say it's like sports Viagra. It's like, yeah. Oh my God, I can get it up yeah. again. Emotionally. I also think in high school, I also think in high school, which was a big factor was that 
we had so much shit talking going on that you were ashamed if your team lost because you were going to have to face those people. And, That's true. And you lose a little bit of that because, man, oh, man, I'm not going to lie, Steve. I love the rubbing it in your face when the Red Sox are <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah, being a Boston fan. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, I don't know why, like, God was angry at me that year. But, <laughs> like, that, when, we, when we were down, we were up 3-0 and, and, like, they came back and lost. I also had that bet with uh, – well, I guess I won't say her name, but she was going to show me her tits if the Yankees won. And I made this bet when they were up 3 nothing. <laughs> oh, I want to know who this person is. What the fuck? I'll text you that. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I don't want to <laughs> say, say names. But, like, like edit that part out, damn. <laughs> no, that's – I don't have to, like, you know, no one, no one will know who it is just by that vague part of the story, but – that was like really personal, you know what I mean? Oh like, man, that I sucks. Like you know, like thirteen or what? Well, well, was two thousand four? Fourteen year old, like you know, like fat, like disgusting version of me. Never like you know, never did shit with the girl. Like could have seen a nice pair of tits in person. <laughs> I, lost, I lost all that. <laughs> you just weren't just, ready. Like, you weren't yeah. ready, Cuba. Uh, <laughs> apparently not, but like. You know? <laughs> All right, so, so let's break like, it down. How many girls? Wait, no, actually, this is a very sensitive topic because we're talking about high school <laughs> girls here. So I'm gonna avoid it altogether. <laughs> who actually had a nice pair of tits at 14? <laughs> uh, Angie <laughs> King. You're not supposed to dox people on the internet. Yeah. No, you're not. This, this thing, obviously, a podcast is a dangerous thing for you. Every if you at the mic long, you could you edit that out? <laughs> I could, but I won't. <laughs> so. I'm used to being PC somewhat, but you got to throw some controversial stuff out there. <laughs> you got to a little bit, you know. Controversy is what what creates viewers. Let, let's not talk about you know. High school girls and their uh, and their. Yeah. Yeah. You were the one who brought it up. No, I was, I was just talking about a story. Sanchez is like, let's start talking about him. See which ones were nice. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, we know, can have some code names for them. That's because we grew up in Jersey. You know, in, Jer- in Jersey, the age of consent is sixteen. Somebody was I heard I was listening to somebody talk about how kind of weird that is. Like, so you could just be posting up outside of high school, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> I thought it was 18. I thought it was 18 in no, Jersey. Because in, in Jersey, it's 16. Did that just, change recently? Because when I went to school in Rhode Island, when I went to school in Rhode Island, it was the age consent was 16. And, and when we had our sex ed class, because we were football players, like we were taught that. And, <laughs> and all of our, all of us, all of us football dogs. players. Listen, all all of us football players would like create these like jokes, like so. Like, let's say we met a girl and she was in Massachusetts, and we brought her over the state lines to Rhode Island. Is it still legal? To, you yeah, know, well, is... <laughs> that was the so, conversation I was listening to. Like, they were talking about that. Like, it actually doesn't like they should just be one law for it. It's weird that it's like all the states have different. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, the same thing with gambling. But, like, yeah. gambling's controlled because, like, once you leave the state, all of a sudden you can't use the, the gambling application again, you know? Yeah. Dude, Unless well, it's an offshore account. Yeah. Well, and I just think the, like, the age of consent thing, it's a little weird to be, like, 
you know, the same sex act is like rape in one area and then not another. But let's yeah. not, uh, let's, 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 let's move on from that. that. We yeah, never, I, do think it, I do think it's hilarious that they brought in the D1 football players. Like, to be yeah. like, you know, they really need this talk. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we had a lot more sex talks than, than regular students, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, it's like Zeke, you know, like, remember that clip where he, like, pulled down that girl? Like, he was just sitting at a parade. He looked at a girl, like, next to him and just pulled down her shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, That's like, the know? type of guys that the Cowboys love getting. Yeah. That's, that uh, that's, I mean, they're all like that. Like, you, listen, you can't just grab a titty when you see it, guys, all right? You have to, you know, you have to, you have to ask. You have to maybe take her on a date. You have to check her ID. Take her out to dinner first. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, one second. I got to use the bathroom since I, I know where this conversation is about to go. Sanchez, so we started talking about Antonio Brown. We never really actually, you know, formulated an opinion on – if the Saints actually do end up getting him, what's going to happen? What's the outcome there? Oof. I, I, I would be curious. I guess they're just doing um, their due diligence. But the reality is I, I see a very low-risk, high-reward play for the Saints. Um, yeah. And I would pull the trigger on there because I still think the guy is talented and he can help a football team. Right, but the risk becomes what if, you know, you end up getting this guy and the eligibility or, like, you know, you, you come to find out something else pops up a couple weeks later. He does something else that's controversial a couple weeks later, and then all suddenly he's on the tabloids. And, and But does that impact your team? I don't know if it does with, no. you know, Drew Brees. And, and I, think that's why you do it. I think that's why you do it at this point of the year and you didn't do it earlier on because you would have created yeah. controversy. You would have created, you know, more of that media. But but you, but you can to, argue it. you uh, have a chance to recover from that. No? Like the Patriots, they had a chance to recover from the Antonio Brown saga. Yeah, and, right? and, and if it wasn't a team like the Saints where you don't have the personalities like a Bill Belichick and a Sean Payton, like a Tom Brady and a Drew Brees, where the personalities are so strong that, you know, the rule the rule in business is always very simple, which is what football is at the end of the day. You can make mistakes hiring, but what yeah. you need to do is fire fast if you do make a mistake. And that's exactly right. what the Patriots did. And I, I think and the Cowboys they, are really good at not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, like, I just like to, since I, I kind of know what you're talking about since we, like, since you had this conversation, like, I think, like, there's, you just make these arguments about, like, culture and team that's, like, it's hard to really support in anything. Like, you know, you take, like, very, like, anecdotal stuff, and it's, like, you know, you don't really know what is in a locker room and stuff. Like, that was my only, like, argument against, like, you know, you're, like, oh, the Cowboys are, like, a trash organization because, you know, they had Greg Hardy, like, five years ago, and then Terrell Owens before that, and then uh, they have Zeke this, like, you know, like, this year, or Des Bryant. And it's like, you know, I don't even know, first off, that everyone in the locker room would agree with your like, analysis that's like, these guys are cancer. No, everybody you know? in the Cowboys locker room would not agree, I'd say, because they're fucking in the Cowboys locker room. I think, I think, just, Zeke, I think Zeke but, is a good character guy who's the face of the offense, and I think Jalen Smith is a good character guy who's the face of the defense. So I'm curious also to understand who he's Zeke is a good character guy. I mean, he's already had multiple suspensions. He's He just seems like, you know, that – what showed me in the Eagles-Cowboys game that, like, they don't have the right guys in the locker room, the right leaders 
in the locker room is when Zeke is out on third and one and fourth and one in a crucial situation because he just took a hit and is out of breath. And then you have Amari Cooper not in the game for a fourth and eight play that decides the game. So it's like, those are your guys. Like, what are you not – why are you not there? Who is responsible for that? Is it the players yeah, themselves? Is it the coaches? Yeah, but that's, that, that's – you just answered your question right there. I don't think you have enough facts on your that's what I'm to make a determination of it's because of character. There's a lot of variables that could come into play. Well, it's because I'm trying, exactly I'm trying to say culture. I'm trying to say culture. It's not more – like, there are some questionable character guys. It just seems like the Cowboys' culture – and the recent in recent history has kept them from succeeding because talent is not an issue. Has talent ever been an issue for the Cowboys? They have one of the, if not the most talented team in the NFL, and they're seven and eight. So, what do you attribute that lack of success to? I attribute it to coaching, and a lot of our issues have been like in the you know in the past, and at least like it seems like over this decade of like mediocre success, you know. And I do think it comes down to one name. It, and I do think it is still fair also. Things have to be, like, in context, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, the Cowboys, they're not what they're supposed to be because they want to win championships. Like, but, you know, if you look at, like, any – at, like, most franchises, they're still, like, pretty decent. Like, you know, they're in – they're usually around, like, 500, and they're usually – like, and, like, you know, they'll, they'll lose in the first round of the playoffs. Like, obviously the goal is to win, but, like, you're still not a terrible franchise if you're – somewhere like in that like competition. Okay, I can agree. Know? I can agree right. with that perspective. So like like that's the first thing. So you're at, so you know you're making a lot of statements as if like this is like a, a like you know a, a completely inept uh organization and like so cancerous like the Browns or something. Like you know it's like they're relatively successful like relative to like most teams and I think like a lot of it has been like bad like the way they have top heavy talent teams, but it's like in a in a game where injuries are like they're gonna happen. The most like physical game like there is, the like the where that's like the attrition of it is it's high every year. Like they've had rosters that are too top heavy and they've had bad coaching. You know, they didn't have depth, they didn't have good coaching. And it's like without those two things, you know, it's it's well, they're hard. not going to have depth for a lot of years to come because of the the silliness in in, in um, your general manager overpaying for so many guys. Um, but I'm, I'm I can agree with one. Okay, one one thing that I can. If there's two but sides like, to the coin. What I you said. I just want to say one thing though. I also like this is this was my whole argument I was trying to make to like to you the other night. Like with Sanchez, we just like you're saying things that like there's not really enough. Like you know what I mean? Like. Maybe it's true. Like maybe it's not. Like you know what I mean. Like you don't really know what's going on in the locker room. You're get you're you're pretending like you're in everybody's. I, it wasn't head, even like locker room. It wasn't That's really a even lot locker of room. You're like they're cancerous. Like you know, like these guys are. They have no character, guys. And like blah blah like you know blah blah blah. It's like you know I don't really know that to be true. I just don't like, see the Cowboys organization as some an organization that gives a shit about what players they put in there and like really care about their culture to an extent where they're going to bring in blue-collar guys. They're just going to try to get the guy with the best talent. And if you look at uh, other organizations, like a lot of times they actually think about that stuff, and it's important to them. And the Cowboys, it isn't. 
Yeah, and, I mean, that's why the Patriots you know got I mean? Antonio Brown, because remember that he's a good, uh, like, you know, culture. character guy. Yeah. But that's the thing. The thing with the Patriots, they have a good culture that they can bring in a guy like that. But the thing is, I don't see the Cowboys as an organization. Like, Mike and I were just talking about the Saints. Like, they can take a risk on Antonio Brown. The Cowboys can't take risks on these type of guys because they don't have that leadership in place. And, like, it's clear. Like, Jason Garrett shouldn't have been coached for the last eight years. And you were mentioning, okay, like comparatively speaking to the other teams in the league, like they're a fairly successful franchise, but we're not comparing them to the other teams in the league as unfair as it is. They're the Cowboys. They're America's team. They are held to a different standard. And as unfair as it is, it's true. Okay, so that, that's the other side to the coin. But that's like bullshit, though. I mean, like, you know, that's like, you know, that's not – I don't think that's a like – I mean, obviously they want to win, but to like put them up to some like – like a made up standard of like, you know, they have to be the Patriots to be success. Like, you know, let's pivot uh, to the Yankees. Then do you think that's unfair for the Yankees? I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's unfair to say like they're shitty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and everything is comparative. I don't think the Yankees are shitty because they, you know, they won a hundred games last year, but didn't win the, I'm not saying the Yankees are shitty. And I'm just saying like, are they're held to a different standard? But, but you were saying that the Cowboys are, like, you were basically saying the Cowboys are, like, shitty. Like, you came in this long, like, tirade. And yeah. first off, there I'm is, like, also, compared to what they have, not just the point, their result. The other point where it's, like, you're clearly not arguing with me because, like, you say things, you attribute things to me that I never say. You know, like, yeah. you said, like, I've never said that the Cowboys, like, the Eagles have a better organization. Like, you know, they haven't been better in the last – 20 years. Well, we like, called our team dog shit. You were like, you, t- you basically yeah, called yeah, the Eagles dog shit and then lost. Yeah, but that, that's because you can't. Well, I, I never said the Cowboys were good. I said the Cowboys were shitty too in that same sentence. Are you eating? Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying, what's the. Disgusting pig. Why are you eating into the microphone? Yeah, what the. You know how disgusting. I didn't realize you could. I didn't realize you could hear it like that. You don't realize when you have a microphone in your mouth and you're going. Are you eating cereal? Yeah, tell me why that is. Tell me why that is. Oh my god! I All right, I'm done. I'm done eating. I'm done eating. I'm sorry. Trust me, like there's a lot of people on podcasts who hate that too. Like it drives me or, or radio. I hear this complaint all the time. Don't eat into the mic. Um, Apologize. Uh, I actually totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I, to- I totally apologize for that. I'm sorry. Well, make it a complete pivot because clearly, you know, there is a little bit of animosity and, you know, some rivalry building up here on the Rivals Sports Pod between the Eagles and, and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, there's, today is a, today's bowl season. Today is college football bowl season. Um, Nobody cares about college football, Mike. people have to care about the four teams that are left though because one thing that i don't know if you guys have is the playoffs starting the playoffs starts today so people do care who who are the four teams okay (laughs) i'm 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 glad you asked cuban point point proven mike (laughs) nobody cares about bowl season again this is a perfect example of phil taking a sample size of one and applying it (laughs) Yeah. The general population no. whole. This is exactly. Your, uh, <laughs> this is why, Phil, you have that narrow like focus. You know. I just think it's very shady today, um, because a team that was ranked number one pretty much for the majority of the year in Ohio State um, is playing Clemson, and Ohio State uh, ended up the year undefeated. They won every single di- They won every single game by double digits, yet today 
they are an underdog against an experienced Clemson team in Dabo Sweeney. On the other so side, you think the, there's value in taking in Ohio State, right? I do think there's value in Ohio State. I'm shady. I've, I'm reading a lot of ready to start. There's a lot of tickets um, flooding in on Clemson. Or there's actually mm-hmm. more tickets on Clemson, I mean, Ohio State, but more money going in on Clemson. With the money right now at MGM being four to one on Clemson, but the amount of tickets. Um, on Ohio so State. the sharks, the sharks are on Clemson, then no. The sharks are on Clemson, um, but it is, it is, it is, it is, a, it is this point spread that I thought was very weird. It opened up at two, and it's now at two and a half. Um, based on it, I might stay away from the game, but it, it is, it is a curious uh, one to say the least. <clears throat> and on the other side of the coin, it's not really too much due to be a football game. I tend to stay away from spreads that are larger than nine or ten. Um, just as a general rule of thumb, but you have LSU playing against Oklahoma that I know Philly Pistol has as his lock of the year, century, whatever you want to call it. If you have money in your account, ladies, even if you don't have money in your account, go out, mortgage the house because put it on LSU. Put it on LSU. Oklahoma is the most fraudulent college football team to ever make the playoffs. The only reason they made the playoffs is because you know, you had a lot of one and two lost teams. Um, they won their respective conference, and that conference was actually not respective at all. It was not respectable. It was a terrible conference. They played close to very bad teams. LSU just and respectable. Not, not res- Continue. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> Sorry. so Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> is not better than Georgia. Oklahoma is not better than Alabama. Oklahoma is not better than Oregon. Oklahoma is not better than Nevada, um, not Nevada, uh, Utah, right? So, like, I just – LSU just beat Georgia 37 to 10. Oklahoma has, like, six starters not playing due to suspension. It's 13 and a half. What they suspended for? Like, in-team violations. Like, I don't know, like, smoking weed, uh, I don't know what it was. Well, then, then, like, you know, you know how these coaches are. Like, you know, they'll, okay, you're out for a play. All right, you learned your lesson. <laughs> you get back Yeah, in. but I don't you know, know. If, whatever. I know it's, it's some, some of them are out for the, suspended for the entire game. But, Ooh, but irrelevant they, to that. Are they suspended by the league or, or by the NCAA or are they suspended by the team? I don't know. I don't really know exactly. I just know well, that I, I saw a headline that they're out. It's just important because – It is because they can change their mind. They can change yeah, their mind if it's the coach. Yeah. But well, it's uh, irrelevant just because I don't think even with those players in that they have a chance. And I think that the coach realizes that. So it's like, fuck it. Like, we're going to lose anyway, so we might as well have an excuse why we lost. You know what I mean? I don't think the coach is thinking that. They're going to lose. Is, that's the point. Like, I, Oklahoma has no chance. Zero. Absolute yeah. money line, lock of the century if you want to take it. If you're scared about the points – Take the money I'm, line. <laughs> saying it in that way makes me think I should bet Oklahoma. That's just the way I gamble, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and typically I would, I would look at it like that too because – but, like, I just have seen – LSU is my favorite team, first of all. So I've seen a lot of LSU games. I lived in New Orleans for a year. Even more reason now, Steve, Cuba, Cuba. You got the Heisman <laughs> yeah. Trophy winner. You got a team that was the most dominant all year long, beat the best teams. Like, there's no way they're escaping. They're, they're going to lose in the first round. There's just absolutely no way, it's especially to an Oklahoma team. Yeah, yeah I don't, you know, 
This is how you get me to care about college sports, though. You bring me some picks. I'm uh, like, you know. <laughs> you, you so you can go the other way? <laughs> no, no. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about both your games about betting them now. Now that I have, like, I have five words of analysis, I'm like, that's all I need to go on. I painted, I painted a pretty picture for you. Uh, to just yeah, to entice exactly you enough, me. just to entice you enough to get to bite. <laughs> yeah, a team well, winning the game every game by double digits is a two-point underdog today. <laughs> I like that. Well, why wouldn't you just take the you know two two and a half points and just say like even if Clemson wins a nail biter, you know what I mean? You might as well take the two and a half. And I, I think that when it comes to like the public and the sharps winning college football, college football seems a little bit more unpredictable than, than other sports just because it's just they're like amateurs. these kids aren't getting paid. Yeah, they're amateurs. The kids aren't getting paid. It means something more to them a lot of times, even, even more so. And it's just hard to predict their, you know, emotional uh, stance, you know, on, on a game. It's just – it's different. You know what I mean? I just feel like it can go either way, but not with Oklahoma LSU. It can't. <laughs> There's just too much talent on the other side. There's, you know, a team that's actually good versus a team that's not very good. Probably the worst four seed I've ever seen. Man, it would be it would be one of the the biggest upsets um, if it were to happen. That's for sure. Yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma it would be huge. It would be a huge upset. I was thinking about last huge time upset. you see an upset, you saw an upset like that would be Texas over USC. That, that, I'll, t- that I'll tell you an upset. I don't think that was that big, actually. Yeah. I don't think that upset was actually that huge. There was, I think there were six points. Yeah, six. I thought Texas was rather close on that game. It was like a six-point spread or something like that. But I always want to go back and check that. Guy. It was about a ten-point spread. Yeah, go well, back Look and it check up. Yeah. Check it. I'm curious, too. But yeah, it was. was um, the biggest upset I've ever seen, Mike? was when Boise State beat Oklahoma. Remember that? Oof, that was a big one, yes. So I don't really – like, that was Peterson. That was great coaching. You know, it was, it's a little – and here, here you go. Here's another great coach in Lincoln Riley who's going to be, like, at the top of the NFL coaching list for all the, the teams that are looking to hire a new head coach. So can he pull out some – how old is Lincoln Riley? Yeah. He's young. He's like in his 30s, I want to say. So, it's curious. Yeah, maybe he pulls out some some fancy maneuvers and keeps it close, but I just think the talent's too overwhelming. And and they struggled against teams that weren't very good, you know, all year long. Does LSU have a good quarterback? They won. He won the Heisman. so, I mean, Phil, give me a straight answer here. Yes or no? He's, he's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. Oh, okay, you're not going to just answer my question then. All yes. Right. Yes. He's a good quarterback. Okay. Yeah, he's going to be the number one pick, Joe Burrows. Yeah, I've actually watched less uh, um, you can tell this year than any year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't pretend to know what I, what I, what I don't know. Yeah, I used to to pull you into some college bets. I know I did. I know in our day I used to pull you in with these amateurs. Well, the 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 year you and me went on, or you and me were on a good run was that year that Villanova won the. uh, Oh uh, man! Speaking of yeah, speaking of cashing out, speaking of cashing out, I think we started. I I started that account with like a hundred some dollars. I got it all the way up to like thirty five hundred. Lost it all. 
had a ticket that cashed out with like 500 and I said, nope, put that all back down. I'm feeling over. Let's get this going again. <laughs> oh my God, that was beautiful. <laughs> good times. I'm getting that spot. Good times, oh good times. Yeah, so man. what are we saying, Mike, for, for Ohio State? You're saying take Ohio State, right? I mean, my gut instinct tells me Ohio State should not be a two-point underdog. I think the computers got this game wrong. Um, you talk about how much talent there is on the team. Uh, I even think Ohio State has more talent than LSU. Uh, I think LSU is more proven, more tested. It's played against better opponents. But the reality is, is that both of these teams have 11, 12 guys that are going to be picked in the first round. Um, yeah. Now. Yeah. You have the most dominant force on Ohio State uh, as Chase Young. Yeah, right? I, I would go. I, I would just, I, I would like to see, because I, I still don't know where the geographical location of the game will be. It says on a neutral field. Um, but yeah, I of course. But I would go Ohio State. I would go Ohio State. I think experience plays a huge factor in the spread. And, I th and I'm surprised, though, because I feel like all year long, everybody has been discounting Clemson. Everybody's like, oh, Clemson's not the same team. And, like, they've been disrespecting this undefeated team that's the defending champ. And now you're, you're kind of doing it as well. But they disrespect – they decide to respect them in the spread. Yeah. You know? I've, yeah. I've, I've, I think I've been sitting here listening to you guys talk, and I made a decision. That Joe Burrow is not a good quarterback name. <laughs> like, that seems like somebody who could actually be good one day. You know? That sounds like a quarterback name. I can't picture in the NFL. Sounds like a bust? Someone. Yeah, it sounds like a bust, you know? That's like – For the uh, Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah. Andy exactly. Dalton? Yeah. <laughs> the reality uh, is that you should stay away from this game. There is a good lock. Cuba, Philly Pistol, if you guys want to lock on it today, it's Iowa State versus Notre Dame. Iowa State, outside of Joe Burrow, um, in my opinion, has one of the best quarterbacks in the country. This guy slings it. I forget his name, but my man slings it. And I think it's against a Notre Dame team that's overrated. So, Iowa State overrated. Iowa State is the pick that I would go with. Um, and What's I would, the spread? Um, Iowa State is getting three and a half. Play the money line, though, boys. Notre what if Dame? you what if you parlayed the money line with LSU and Ohio and Iowa State? That would get some nice juice. That would get juice. That would get juice. So I like that. That's probably the way Iowa Iowa State with the LSU money line and probably stay away from that Clemson game. Notre Dame is the Cowboys of the yep. Uh, yep. of the uh, college uh, football. Like they're always like a little overrated to what they actually are. Yeah, yeah they get they get some extra points. For being yeah. Notre Dame, mind you, Iowa yeah. State. Is, Iowa State is but like they're even coasting off like older laurels in the Cowboys. I mean, when was the last time Notre Dame was like you know, like Relative. when was the last time they won like a, a you know the a national, big game? Yeah, a big game. I, Not even the national championship. <laughs> a big game. Yeah. Just a big game. <laughs> yeah, um, any game that was ever important. Any relevant game. What's the last relevant game they've won? They had a pretty yeah. good year this year because of the fact that they they're ranked fifteenth, and that that's what's surprising about this spread as well. Iowa State is a seven and five team. Notre Dame is ten and two, and they're ranked fifteenth in the country, and it's only a three point spread. So I'm I'm all over Iowa State. Okay, I can see it. Too bad my, my sports book doesn't allow for college 
bets for some reason, which is weird. Sounds like you're um, an amateur sports book. Yeah, yeah it's, it's for the it's for Oregon. It's actually like the Oregon lottery. So I don't know if that has anything to do with why you can't do college, but it's legal gambling, but just not for college sports. So you can fucking gamble like with some team in Finland, but you can't fucking take LSU. <laughs> so it's weird. Very strange. Anyway, um, topics. Sorry, last I, I, topics. I was, I was a little distracted because I was looking at. I was trying to see when they last won one. Maybe it was ninety-eight. <laughs> it's gotta yeah, be it's even been... older than that, right? Like maybe this is just a game they were in. <laughs> I remember that they were the four seed a couple of years ago. That's that was big for them. Then they got blown yeah. out by by yeah. Alabama. I remember that too. So that was their last big game. I want to say. Um, I'm looking up the Texas versus USC. I tried spread. to also. It was like a like covers went back to 2006. It didn't get me to 2004, 2005 though. But I gotta run real quick. I'll be back. All right, Cuba. <laughs> Is he gone? Let's go. Okay. What, yeah, what he'll be he'll be back. So 2006 Rose Bowl. Let's see if I can find it on Wikipedia. If it'll say. Oh, Lou Holtz was the uh, was the quarterback. Okay. So what are we doing? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to see if we can find the spread on that game. Which one? The Texas versus USC. It doesn't really say. Texas, USC, Rose Bowl. Spread. Uh, spread. 41-38. I didn't remember it being so high scoring. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that game. That was like one it, of the. It was a great game. Yeah. It's one of the few national championships I really like got into. So. You know, like I've watched that. Like I, I usually do watch them at the end of the day. I don't really yeah, even watch. I like I follow. USC uh, was I just, favored by seven points according to Wikipedia. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was like six or seven. So yeah. I was on. No, I was he on wasn't that. I yeah. actually thought it, I would. I would have thought it was closer to, um, you know, closer than. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma's a bigger underdog than that, and and I think they deserve to be even bigger underdog. To be honest, I think they should be like a nineteen-point underdog in this game. That's why, obviously, yeah. I like LSU, um, but. Anyway, Cuba, what do you think? So, like, I'm pretty nervous as an Eagles fan. I'm pretty nervous about the, the Giants this week. I think this is, like, a trap game. It's kind of scary to me. Um, you know, obviously they're not going to, like, shit the bed. I think it's going to be close. It's just that the Giants have been playing close to the Eagles, like, for the last five years. Even though we've won, I don't think we've lost a Giants game in, like, Four years. I think we're is eight now in the last. Is it at MetLife or is it a? It's at MetLife. Daniel Jones just coming off throwing five touchdowns. Obviously, the Eagles secondary has been their downfall this year. It looked to tight. I mean, it tightened up last week against the Cowboys, but Dak was suffering from all these ailments and injuries, and that could have what been have a you? factor, right? Yeah, I definitely so, think it, it was. Yeah, for sure was a factor. I'm not going to deny it. It's like, it was like a perfect storm for the Eagles to, to catch Dak all banged up like he was. Um, because missed that throw to Gallup, I think it was. He was wide open on the left side. Just easy walk-in touchdown. He could just throw it up there. But he missed them. He overthrew him somehow. And I think it definitely related to the shoulder and, and the, the finger. 
Um, but, you know, Daniel Jones looked five touchdowns. He looked amazing last year. Yeah, it was the Redskins. I kind of like the philosophy in that game of thinking that game's going to go under just considering everybody's going to think that game's going to go over because of how Daniel Jones played last week. What, what do you think? Do you think the, what, uh, I don't know. What's the over-under? 47? 40, 45 and a half, I think. Did it go yeah, up to 47? That was, I, I, that was just off the top of my head. Like, that's like a pretty like, medium uh, you know, yeah. like over-under. You know, I'd probably go the over, actually. What, was, um, what do you think the spread on that game is? Have you already looked? Eagles are four or four-and-a-half-point favorites. Three-and-a-half no, now. Surprising. So the Giants have moved the line. People are betting the Giants. Yeah, that surprises me. I, I would have thought, like, well, I don't know if that's, that's true. Sometimes it goes the other way. Uh, actually, let's, let's see if we can look it up. Uh, yeah, I actually – I'm surprised by that line. I thought the Eagles would be bigger favorites. I mean, it's on the road, so, like, that's, like that accounts for three points. It also, like, if you look at some his- – at home, they would only be six and a half. Right. So, I mean, it opened surprising. at four and a half. So, like, the line moves. So, there's action on the Giants, it looks like, which is kind of makes me feel better about the game, to be honest. The fact that people think the Giants are going to cover. Um, I still think they're going to cover. I think it's going to be a three-point game because that's just how Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants have been the last four years. Even though they haven't beaten us, they've always kept it close. So... That's what makes you know me nervous is that the the Giants keep keeping it close. But good thing that the the money's on the Giants. It makes me a little bit more. You is know, the money on is the confident. money on the Giants? Well, if if the line moved from four and a half to three and a half. Let's let's see. What's that? Uh, oh, one second. I'm gonna look it up. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's definitely a little weirder. It's a little weird to me that the whole uh, line, you know, I definitely would have thought you guys would be bigger. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, you know, if I were going to bet that game, I'd probably think about building on the Eagles, to be honest, with that line. Like, I, I think the Cowboys are two bigger favorites as well. So, but I'm not going to bet either of those games. Let's see here. Are you are you still there? Hello? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, can hear, you hear me? you. I can uh, hear it just you. It got unplugged. It got unplugged for some reason. But um yeah, I'm I'm curious yeah, how Vegas was able second. to capture the public to the Giants. Or move that line. Suspicious. Hold on one second. Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) Put some music on in the edit. No. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, okay, here we go. Let's see here. We need some stat checkers in our in our payroll. <laughs> yeah, find that out while we continue our conversation. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It's hard to. I'm trying to like talk to you while I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's actually there is more. If I, if I look on Vegas Insider, it says more money is on the uh, Eagles. More well, money's I mean, on the Eagles. Yeah, 
So why does that move the spread from four and a half to three and a half? That's that's what conf always confused me. Yeah, it opened at five. And it actually says it, it opened at five and a half, went to four, and then the money went on the uh, – and like more public money was on the Eagles. But why does it drop to three and a half now? No, now it's at four. Well, I have – I mean, I guess, I guess it depends, so like whatever. Either way, like different books have it different ways, but yeah. So um, if it I, opened I, at five and a half – and it's, why, and it's why, is it, why is it moving against the Eagles? Yeah. Right. Uh, well, let's see. Well, you know, it's maybe – well, what I'm looking at, I guess, is only showing, like, how it went overall. Like, maybe it started off more people were on the Giants at five and a half, and then as this line came down, people started betting the Eagles. Does the line coming down mean that uh, – that – well – they always try to make it 50-50, right? That's their goal. Vegas is trying to get the 10%. Um, but does the line going down have to do with the amount of bets or the value of the bets? Do you know? Uh, probably, I would guess, the value. The value? So if the value – if it, then it doesn't make sense because if, if it's the value of bets, that means the spread should go up. Right. What would you uh, say? No, I mean, like, it doesn't doesn't always move the line, like, in that way where it's, like, the money starts going on there. It's not, like, a stock trend necessarily. Um, okay. Well, at least I don't think so. Um, Get that bills, Cuba. What about it? I, don't, do I, I guess that? Buffalo's minus one at home. Why is that? Is it is because it they're resting some people? What's going on? Buffalo's minus one at home? I mean, it's probably yeah. that. I mean, I'm sure they're not. They're not playing for anything. Yeah, they're. I think they're playing for a five or six seed. I think they locked. They're locked into the five seed. Actually, that's what it yeah. is. But I don't think that like that team just doesn't feel like that type of team that takes a week off. You know what I mean? No, not really. To be honest, I'm not trying to even be a dick. I really don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean by they don't seem like a team that would. Like, like any. There's certain teams that. that like have the the. Um, experience to be like okay we're going to take week 17 off and prepare for for the first round of the playoffs but with a young team like the Buffalo Bills wouldn't you just play everybody as if it's an important game to keep them kind of like locked in and I don't know if that's what the coach thinks which is really what's important I mean like what I would do as a coach you know I usually would end up playing people because I think um unless they're know, nicked I, up I don't, you know yeah I mean, yeah, exactly. Unless somebody was already hurt, but I would definitely, um, I definitely would lean towards playing people. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I just th unless there's like a really like, valuable player that's Nick Dunn like, that I don't know but about. But like that's, but that's neither here nor there because it's it's not what you are. I think it's what the coach thinks. I mean, is the coach indicating that? I'm sure. You know, if you're watching like their like their press conferences and stuff, he's giving indications of whether or not he's going to play them. I don't, I don't watch local Buffalo news to know, so. Right. Um, but just, like, if you had to guess, like, the Bills are the better team. Like, wouldn't you say the Bills are going to win that game? What do you think? I mean, if yeah, if both teams are playing at 100, like, or we're playing, like, um, or both teams are playing to win, I would think, yes, absolutely, the Bills are a better team. Because you're looking at minus 120 money line for the Bills and plus 100 money line for the Jets. I mean, it might not be a bad bet anyway. It's not like the Bills' backups can't beat the Jets' starters. <laughs> right, right. That's, why, that's why I was thinking, like, even at not full strength, the Bills are going to beat the Jets. 
Harbaugh didn't miss team. Like, you know, that's, I, but, like, but Cuba, that's I gave you, I gave you reasons why I thought that, okay. It, it might be, it might be untrue, but I gave you reasons. Like when I but talked like, about not, Zeke not being in third and one and fourth and one, but that's the Cowboys like, you know, coaching this situation. Is, this is like all like, this is like, you're just like, like glom. It's not things. speculation that, that is speculation. The, well, you're, every, say, like, you're, you're, you're looking how is how is it not how's the speculation that the team is just not playing for Jason Garrett when your star player is not in on third or fourth and one and then your star play your star wide receiver is not in for fourth and eight to win the game you don't That's know just, why Jason you don't know why they were out like Jason Garrett might have like you know wanted them out for whatever like reason like you know I don't know you know I don't know what was going on in the sideline like of course it's I mean you could just see what the effort that was put in in that game it just didn't seem like a team that was had the energy to win the game for their coach or for their team or for their organization it just felt like that to me yeah like I mean I don't know if I was watching a different game I just saw a team that came out flat in the Cowboys that didn't come up for the most important game of the year it 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 feel it feels one way to you might feel some uh, different way to somebody else and you know I don't think you know how does it feel to you uh, objectively uh, Cuba, how does it feel it does, to you? Objectively, like, objectively, like, yeah, you can't ask me how something feels objectively. Like, you know, there's a, it's a, the, the question is a question of a subjective thing. Like, how does it feel to you? Like, it doesn't even like matter how it feels to me. Cause no, I'm, let's I'm say, going, when, I, when I say objectively, I mean, like, forget the fact that you're a Cowboys fan. When you see that Eagles-Cowboys game, when you watched it this Sunday. But you're asking you, me to like, but like the question is about something that's subjective. You're saying like noticing, how do you no like, so you, like you, noticing you, how you saw a team playing is is like the like, a subjective portion of it is the fact that you're a, a Cowboys fan, but the objective no, portion the is whole, watching the, whole, the game. The whole thing is subjective because it's, it's talking about your feeling. I don't know. We watch enough game. football. I feel like when you watch enough football, you can notice if a team just comes out and like it wants to win and it's, it's amped up and like actually like you know physically there. Like immensely there, and I just didn't see that in the Cowboys. Did you see that in the Cowboys? Is that something that you can, you know, you can say you saw in the Cowboys? I'm just asking. I can say that they they played a close game on the road against a division rival, like you know, against a team that that really wanted to win. The only like, thing that's subjective know. that you can see is the final score. Is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the final score, and like, yeah, and like, there's like you can see the plays, but it's like you know. Like, how do I, like, how do I think they were feeling going into there? Like, that's the subjective part. Like, you know, there's lots of objective things that are happening that you can. Like, right, you it's know, subjective, you can, but you can have, like, you can, you can objectively see to have that, that like, subjective you're, feeling. You can, you can objectively, uh, yeah, I mean, but, like, the subjective part is, like, your interpretation of it. Like, your interpretation that, like, you know, oh, because, uh, you know. Uh, Nobody likes Jason Garrett or. No, no, no. Because like Dak Prescott like misses an open throw, that means that he was like that his that the team he wasn't bought like, in. That, I'm not trying to say because he missed an open throw. No, but that is what you're saying because like I said because like, Ezekiel Elliott is not in on fourth and third and one, and Amari Cooper is not in on fourth and eight when the game's on the line. Okay, but if he hits that throw and the in the Cowboys win overtime, like all of a sudden, like this, uh, you know the the whole your whole the narrative changes. Yeah, you're like this narrative that you're like inventing is changing. That's why it's not like you know, it's not an invented like, narrative. That... Question: Did 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 is he, did the Cowboys pass the ball on that play that you keep referring to? Was third and one that Ezekiel? Elliott no, they ran it with Tony Pollard twice. They ran it. Okay. 
Interesting. Right? Like, uh, wouldn't Ezekiel I, I Elliott? Even, I'm just saying. I, I, if, I'm a, if I'm a player, I don't know. Listen, if I'm a if I'm a Cowboys player, if I'm an Eagles player, if, I, if I'm an NFL player, and I'm the best running back and the best weapon on your team, and it's a crucial third and one, am I not running on the field? Am I not running on the field and be like, get the fuck out what of here, Tony Pollard? Okay, but what if your coach says, like, I think – No, uh, the coach like, doesn't say shit. It's Ezekiel Elliott's okay. decision. Oh, no, no. So, so this is what it means to be – This is what it means to be yeah. – For not having the strength in the locker room. But then you're telling – and, yeah. you and then you also criti- – Wait, and then also at the same time you criticize Ezekiel for being selfish. You have, to do the un- you have to do the unselfish thing and demand you play when your coach says, like, I think your team – Oh, come on. It's selfish to be out there with your team on the most important – No, it's the opposite. It's of course it is. selfish to be out – not the, on the field. The way you describe it is selfish. Your coach says – your coach says, okay, I think, like, you know, I want to – like, you know, this is like uh, when – what's his name? Like, it might be the wrong choice. Like, I mean – you can look at the results. No. The what's selfish that? guy was Ezekiel Elliott there. Let me just finish. Like, the, like you know, like remember the Super Bowl when, like, they passed it and they got picked off at the goal line instead of running it with Marshawn Lynch because, like, the coach thought, like, you know, I could catch him off guard or something. Maybe That's a play call. Wait, let me – but, like, was it, do you think he didn't, like, call to put in Pollard? Like, you think he didn't say, like, Ezekiel – No, he didn't. Ezekiel Elliott – Look to look to the sideline after he got stuffed on second and short like, and asked Tony Pollard to come in. That was a scene. That was actually – and this is a topic that I'm not creating out of thin air. This is a topic that's been discussed in, in sports shows. Why is your, your running back, your star running back, not in, in the two most crucial third and one, third and fourth and one plays, and then your best wide receiver not in on fourth and eight? Okay? Like, I don't care what you're trying to say. It's like coaching. Oh, no, coach, no. no. I'm saying, it's I'm just fucking like, the players. I'm saying that, that you're saying that, like, you're, you're, like, you say what's selfish and what's not selfish, and, like, it doesn't, like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, you know, why you're is it, like, if, if you're in, in Ezekiel Elliott's shoes, you're going to say, oh, I let Tony Pollard come in on third and one, fine. Okay, that's okay, because I just got stuffed. I got, maybe I got shook up. Maybe I took a hit. But, yes. like, then not to go back in on fourth, fourth and one. Okay. But, like, the, the point is, like, you're, you're calling that same person selfish. Like, if he only cared about himself, like, why wouldn't he, like, you know, like, want to be in there? Like, what if he thought, like, that he couldn't perform, like, because he was hurt and then said, like, let me give it to somebody else? You're calling the same person selfish. And you're saying, like, it's, it's no, having it could, guts. It's, it it's having it. guts. But that's, but like, you're, but like, this is like, if he was thing. shook up, if he was, if that's your argument, if that's your final analysis I don't, I don't is that. Know if it's an argument. And no, I'm not saying it's not a final because I don't actually know what happened there, and neither do you. Like this is why I hate this like speculative like kind of like stuff because it's like you know whatever like you know you could say this or say that like you know I don't know all the facts on on the ground there. That's fine if it was one play throughout the game, Steve. It is one play. Start. There's two plays, and then there's a third play with Amari <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> it's like but the three nice. most important plays out of how many pl- important plays? Six. Three out of the six most important plays, you don't have your best in a guys game in that's, there. It's a one-score game. There, the, the, you know, a lot, a, a lot of things are important there. I'm know? sorry, Cuba. I'm sorry. Fourth and eight. Fourth and eight. The game on the line. Amari Cooper can't find his way on the fucking field. But like, you just changed that from like Z. I don't know why. Like, I just don't know like what was. Going you don't on. know, but like, you I can't. Know, you can't like, have the perspective. Perspective, like, but like. I'm, what I'm trying to have, like, a... You can call like, it subjective all you want. Like, you, know, you can I, call it subjective all you want. Is, but, like, it is subjective. That's like, fine. You can call subjective. it that. But it's subjective. And, it's and usually, like, it's, it's you would favor my side on that subjectivity. No, it's, it's not. I wouldn't. Because, I, like... I don't so know I, how you can look at that and be like, oh, no, it's totally fine. No, 
who said it's totally fine. Like, I'm just like saying, I'm not like, I, I'm not gonna argue something that's like comes completely from subjectivity. That's the point. But that's where arguments come from, Cuba. Like you, you argue things that are subjective. You can't argue, argue things that like are a fact. Those are subjective things. I'm creating arguments but, to my side of the subjectivity. You're basically just saying like, we don't know. I'm making an actual argument for it. You're just saying, no, we don't know. Like, Make an I, argument I, for the I, other I, side. I, I, but like that part of it is like, is like, there's nothing to argue there. Like, you know, like obviously like who's like, if I'm saying who's a better team, like you're right. Like it's a, it's a sub, like it's a subjective point, but like I, I try, I don't, I'm not trying to use like this, the shit in there that's like made up about like, you know, people's like mind states to like, to try to strengthen that argument. Like that's where I'm not I using, just think like, there's uh, more use, evidence like, than just those three like, plays. Uh, There's more uh, evidence throughout the uh, year than um, the, just I'm going those to three plays. Use like you know, I'll just I'm going to try to base like you know, like as much as I can, like and like what I'd be willing to argue is like the numbers that I that I know are true. I'm not going, to, I'm not willing to argue the stuff that it's like you know, oh I, I you know I think uh, you know I think people don't like like Carson Wentz or something like that. You know, like because people were making that argument like you know not yeah, too long. Of course they were. And like, and I, I didn't think that was like a, a very like uh, a fair argument because it's like you know. It's I think it was fair. I think, and but I'm an like, Eagles fan. I think it was fair that okay, like people like, were questioning his leadership. Like, I think it was. But like that's that's fine. But it's you know you can you can uh, you know that's obviously you're fine. It's kind of arguments, but it's like it's not something that's interesting to me because it's. You know, it's like you don't know what's in the locker room is what you're saying. I, I yeah, get, I get it's, where it's, you're coming it's, from. It's you like, don't. It's a no. lot of like, like it's a lot of like, like you know, it's a lot of bullshit. Like that, like that's so how these arguments. Let's are let's take this. Let's, let me take this. Like, you know, not interesting because like you could just say it. Like like you know what I mean? It's like you're. Let you're me give you like a, another context, real quick, of of something else, completely. Different. And like okay. and and like the players all say differently. You know what I mean? But then it's like, oh well, they don't mean what they say, or they're saying it. All right, that's fine. Know? Okay, so let me like, let me take it. This, let me. Or this guy in the team. That's says fine, Cuba. I get it. I get it. Okay, like they can say something different. Yeah, press conferences, whatever. How are we supposed to know? I get it. Okay, somebody murders somebody. You see a bunch. There's trails of evidence all over the place. Do you convict them based on a lot of times based on because you saw the murder happen, or do you convict them based on the evidence leading to giving you the the fact that the murder happened? So like it's not just those three plays to me, okay? Cuba, look, like, Jason Garrett, okay, that's been a thing for years, okay? The Zeke Elliott questioning his character, that's been a thing since he's come in. He's had multiple suspensions. The Cowboys underperforming and, and taking plays off and doing stupid and like just not being in sync or locked in that's happened all year long these are three plays that i'm talking about one specific game doesn't mean that there's no ev other evidence to say that the cowboys aren't locked in there's tons of evidence to say that the cowboys aren't locked in in the locker room there's tons so like just because i'm using these three plays i'm talking about a specific game but to say that oh like, this, this is like subjective I don't, know what you mean. I don't know what you mean by locked in they're just not they're not like they don't care as much they're, like to them it's not as important they're more there's so many guys that just don't care as much about the, it's like, the see, but like i don't think there is like you know all this evidence that you're like saying like you know they've lost some close games sanchez are you here yeah i'm here i just want honestly, what, can you I, fill in i want the yeah i mean 
I want the Redskins to win the division now, so we can stop talking <laughs> about the Eagles and the Cowboys. I'm gonna get that comment out there first. Okay. About the reality, so I don't even want. Possible. I don't even like. Honestly, it's not even that I want to talk about the Cowboys. No, 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 it's no. to me like the, the argument is like totally just about like you know it's like what can you really like argue and what can you really know like and I just don't think like arguments about like you know what people are like thinking like. I mean, is, I, de- I definitely think it's very curious to hear that they did run the ball two times in a row and Ezekiel wasn't on the field. Um, it just, I, it always goes back to the point of coaching. I think it's, it's clear that if the Cowboys do not make the playoffs this year, Jason Garrett has to go. There's just yeah, of course. no ifs, ands, buts, or what's around it. And as far I'm as, the, totally yeah, as far as the character issues go, I think it's, it's always easy to blame the finger and, you know, try to nitpick at certain scenarios when teams are losing. But if Tony Pollard had picked up that first time, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even be having this conversation and it would be considered the right choice. Um, But yeah, I think I'm I'm curious. What what quarter was that in, by the way, the, this play that uh, uh, Tony Pollard? It was like the beginning of the fourth quarter. Okay. Which so is normally when you rest starts, yeah. Which is normally when you rest your starters, at least in the basketball world. <laughs> oh, but it was it was super important. I mean, it was like on the 30, 30 something yard line, and they needed that first round to maintain the drive. They're down eight. Like, listen, I mean, like that that you can't argue. Yeah, no, um, it was pivotal. I mean, it sounds like it was okay, a pivotal part. But of I see, like, okay, I, when I'm looking at the play by play, I see. Wait, this is third and one at the Dallas. I'm trying to find this play. But I think Jason Garrett has to go. I just, 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 just yeah. But that's the thing, Mike. Like that's the the part the part that is really the most evidence of everything is the fact that it's hard to believe that a team is like you know is bought in for a coach that's been so bad for so many years. Like that's uh, the, the main I, thing. I'd like to say though, just to um, when I go back and look at the play by play, I see a. Uh, a third and I see a third and one. Uh, this is in the fourth quarter, and it was a pass that was incomplete. And then, all right, maybe it wasn't the fourth. Maybe it was the third. I don't remember exactly. Like, uh, that's, okay, well, we're, I'm using your. It was like, very important. Listen, I'm not the one that created this topic. This was a topic that was being argued in like sports everywhere. Like, I don't obviously you don't watch sports shows, but this is not me creating this topic. I watch the rivalry those, podcast. Those those, those sports shows. <laughs> yes, that's all, that's all. That's all you need to watch. <laughs> those sports shows are the worst. They're like you know. Like those well, people, they have to make a discussion over things. I mean, like exactly. yeah, and all the things are subjective that they 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 discuss. You know, like, like they that, they bring up that's a, not an argument. No, I, I mean obviously it's subjective. I would love I would love to shift to a different topic. Um, Wait, we I'm, need to actually start wrapping this up. This has been going on for a long time. I'm just saying, like those guys talk so much bullshit. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, look, let's wrap it up. Um, I just wanted to get my last little bit of fantasy advice before I go into my championship. So this is quick. By the way, we uh, we should just like say that our our you know the I think we we said Perriman. I think that was the play, right? Yep, yep. Perriman, Perriman ended up. So worked out. To give you to give you an update on that league, um, I was officially dubbed champion as um, Devonte Adams and Dan Bailey were unable to score eighty points on Monday. So I held on to my W. Oh, really? Dan Bailey didn't score 40? Yeah, yeah it's surprising, surprising. Um, yeah, that's, that's really surprising. 
<laughs> no. Uh, they, they, he didn't want to be on a third and one at the goal line. Yeah, they were asking him to run it in. <laughs> so, oh wait, speaking of Steve. <laughs> Dan Bailey said nah. <laughs> Cubanist, Cubanist, I have, I have an option here um, in Philly Pistol. I love to chime in here. Daniel Jones or Phillip Rivers at quarterback this week? Phillip Rivers is playing Kansas City who actually surprisingly has been pretty good against quarterbacks. Yeah, defense has been good. I, yeah. I would go – if and, that's your only two options, I'm going Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah, it's my only two options. Right away. Yeah, okay. So let's go Daniel Jones. Um, I don't like either option. I'm just going to put it that way because I was talking to Cuba about it. I kind of like that game going under 45 and a half. Personally, Cuba went the other way. He said he likes it going over. I just don't – like everybody probably anticipates Daniel Jones. He just came off a five-touchdown day. You know what I mean? Like to have another big game against mm-hmm. a bad secondary. But I just think that it's not going to be that type of game. I think it's going to be a lot of ball control. We're getting Jordan Howard back. I think we're going to run the ball. We're going to try to keep possession. Our defense is going to tighten up a little bit. I don't see it being like another five-touchdown game. For I mean, there is, a big game. there is Jared Goff and Gardner Minshew who are available in free agency. Actually, I probably can't pick them up since I don't have any more money. You don't? Oh. You got to ride Jared Goff then. I mean, not Jared Goff. You got to ride Daniel Jones and hope that he scores a couple of touchdowns. Oh, I actually right do have 18. a dollar left. I do have a dollar left. I could, <laughs> I could put it. Yeah. Should I put in a bin for Jared Goff? Is that what you guys are telling me? Yeah, uh, against against yeah. Arizona. Yeah, I think I like Jared Goff more. I agree. All right, with gentlemen. Two people you name. All right, they're all gonna. Right. He's gonna let it fly. He's gonna let it fly. All right, I'm, I'm glad. They've been, I'm throwing, they've been throwing it a little better. Okay, yeah. so my one last little dollar going in on Jared Goff, senores. Philip Rivers, you had to hear. I'm going to outbid you. I, I feel like I, I was mad at uh, Jimmy because he was giving me shit about not setting my line, so I spent, like, all my money on a kicker to, to make sure that I beat him. <laughs> Even though I'm playing for nothing, I'm out of the <laughs> You know, I just, like, I've been, like, managing my team super tight to, like, you know, to make sure that I beat him this week, I'm like, I'm like 25 points. <laughs> Do you have any other questions? On, yeah. I actually, I have a, a fantasy final I'm in also that I haven't. Yeah. So I, I need some. So advice. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, obviously is a lock stand where he's staying. He's going to start as the first RB. Adrian, Adrian Peterson and Sony Michelle are the two options I have for the second RB spot. Adrian Peterson. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's see. Let's say I leave Sony Michelle at the flex. Julio Jones is a lock. Now for my second receiver, I have, you know, I guess it's not really an option anymore. I have Sterling Shepard um, stacked up with Daniel Jones at the moment, but that might change yeah. if I bench Jones or should I start Keenan Allen because DJ Moore is out because of concussion protocol. Keenan Allen, even though it's against the Chiefs, I just think. You know, I think Philip Rivers will throw three interceptions. That's my my tidbit. But I think Keenan Allen has the best chance to get in the end zone. Speaking of good calls, you you should give yourself credit. I think you you were the one who was saying that uh, Jameis Winston was going to have seventeen picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think that was a bold prediction at all, Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, really not. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow you guys were like, "No, Jameis." <laughs> I was like. He, it literally, there's an over-under, I think, that you can play. Over-under 1.21 p.m. does Jameis throw a pick. <laughs> Easter time. It would have been the under. He threw the first throw. He, the first throw he threw was a pick six. 
Yeah. Was, <laughs> did I was I arguing that he doesn't like turn over the ball a lot? Because he is no, a, he is no. You didn't dumb. argue he doesn't turn it over a lot. I think you were just <laughs> he's a dumb man. <laughs> you know, he threw a, a pick in his first throw back to back weeks. Wow, that's he, impressive. Yeah, uh, that is impressive. I think I, I'm not sure if I said it on here, but I think my theory was that he uh, he likes to warm himself up, you know, get, yeah, get, yeah, get down, get create those big cushions where people are playing, like, you know, just prevent defense against him, and then he starts to get hot, you know? <laughs> starts it's, to hit a couple He's good, up. man. I mean, he, he's a, he's a make, he makes a lot of good throws, too, but, like, he just is an idiot. He's not, he's not smart. He's going to be the first quarterback in NFL history to throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Wow. He's like Russell Westbrook, you know? He doesn't think about that last play. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He, that's a great comparison. He just, literally he just literally can't remember it. Like, you know? He, <laughs> he doesn't even know the play that's called. He's just yeah, like, like, oh, let's see who's open here. Butterfly, like, floating in the stands. He starts looking at that. Cuba, he has 31 touchdowns, 28 interceptions. What do you think the chances are he gets two interceptions this week? <laughs> that is so many interceptions. Jesus. And he has 4,900 yards passing, too. This is an impressive stat line. That's yeah. not even considering fumbles either, because I'm sure he's got a couple of those. Yeah. He's, he's gonna got definitely got more than a few fumbles. Yeah, he's gotta have a, I'm, I'm saying like five to ten range. Yeah, for sure. Nobody fumbles more than Carson Wentz, though. I so Keenan so Allen. Keenan Allen, should I start him over Sony Michelle, who I have at the flex, or Sterling mm-hmm. Shepard? Uh, Keenan Allen. You don't have No, he's saying yeah. Sterling Shepard or Michelle. Oh, Sterling. Uh I would go with Sterling Shepard, I think. I would go with Sterling as well, too. So, Kansas uh, yeah. City's the second best re- against, the pack, against receivers. That's exactly why I have Keenan Allen on my bench. I yeah. thought that was very surprising. Yeah, Kansas City's defense has been good. Um, is it PPR? It, it is not PPR. This is, this is our league. This is against your nemesis, Ben Marzola. Okay. <laughs> well, I have him in, in, my, in my championship team. I have him on the bench Keenan Allen? right now. But I have, yeah, I have better options than you do. I have Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, and Debo Samuel. Is, uh, is Slayton out this week for the Giants? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Sterling. I definitely go Sterling. I, 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 t- I told you I think there's going to be more points than Phil thinks are going to be. I just don't see the Eagles having the same game like back-to-back weeks. The Eagles struggle no. against guys like Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Honestly, that, yeah. Slayton had two touchdowns last time we, we played the Eagles. Sterling's going to be the, the number one oh, on the outside. Slayton, Slayton will play. It looks like he's been practicing now. Yeah, um, that hurts so, a little bit. Yeah, but I think I still I still go Shepard. He's like pretty reliable in that all. Like pretty reliable with Elon. Yeah, I was reading. He's getting eight to eleven targets. You know, Dana. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. I I would still go Keenan Allen, honestly. I just like I I worry like I, well, I mean, I guess like I guess I probably would still go Keenan Allen. Like, but if you're not going to go like between him and Michelle. Like you know, I'd rather take a few points, especially when you're in like the lead in a game. You know. You just don't want to have a guy that, like, you know, Sonny Michelle sometimes has those games where, like, he does, like, nothing. He's so much. Yeah. It's a tough Marlon one. Mack or Debo Samuel? I'll go Mack. Too much volume yeah, for Mack. Yeah. Tyreek Hill or Debo Samuel? Tyreek Hill's against the number three pass receiving defense. Mm. Debo, who are, the, who are the Niners playing? Seahawks at Seattle Sunday night. I really like Debo a lot recently. Uh, Let I, me show you yeah. his log. 
His last his last five games, he's had 15.9. He had a dud against Atlanta, 4.7, 15.9, 14.1, 13, 21.4, 19.20. So, like, he's he's had some good games, and he's kind of their number, like, one outside receiver because Emmanuel Sanders is kind of like a slot guy. I'm just trying to think from a dynamic, which team do I see passing the ball more? Kansas City playing who? L.A. Chargers. Chargers. See, I would in that case I would go with Debo because I'm gonna assume that um, the Niners are gonna stylistic game. Yeah, they're gonna be in a closer game with Seattle, so they'll probably still be thrown in the third or the fourth. Where I could see a blowout. Done. Done. Yeah. So I got Wentz as my quarterback. Or, okay, hold on a second. I have some streaming options. I have Dan, well, Daniel Jones. I got Jameis. Poss- I can bring in Jameis. I can bring in Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy G. Give me the G. Give you the G? Jimmy the G. Jimmy the G or Carson Wentz. Or Ryan Tannehill at Houston. Houston's a 27th ranked defense. They're not very good. And they don't really have much to play for because they're locked into their seating. Tannehill might not be a bad play. Tannehill's a good play. All right, I'm going to yeah. go Tannehill over once. Tannehill over once. Oh, no fake. Fake fan. Fake fan. Boo. Fake fan. Fake fan. Like I fake said, fan. I like that game being an un- under Cuba. So. Fake fan. Fake. What? I'm sorry. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that game going under. So I, I need to, like, you know, this is the fantasy final. There's money on the line. That can't be. A homer here. Oh, yeah, Cuba. I forgot to yeah. ask, what are the rewards for our fantasy league? Uh, we'll talk about that off, off uh, Michael. You're, you're, uh, you never paid your dues, Sanchez. You're not getting shit. Oh, yeah. Did you pay your dues? I don't think I did, actually. Because I could have. Right, well. I've, paid, I've paid some dues, I paid others. I didn't don't think you did. Anything, Cuba. I'm like 99. I'm 99% sure I didn't pay. There's yeah, integrity that comes There's integrity that's yeah. here, Philly Pistol. This has been years. You got to Venmo him right now. Venmo <laughs> him right now or you're not getting it. You know what? I actually, right, right. I actually can now because I did. I finally got my Venmo set up. I had to be oh, in the state finally. and set it up because they, they didn't allow me to do it with the application here in, in, um, in Columbia. So while I was in San Francisco, I downloaded the app. Sanchez, you Venmo him now or you do not get the money is what I say. Venmo him now, but he's just gonna have to give it back to me anyway. And I have a credit card attached to it, so it's gonna charge me the the fee. These bastards. Well, that's too damn bad. <laughs> bastards. They don't right, take. Boys, they don't take my Colombian yeah. pesos in Venmo. <laughs> I, I gotta go, guys. Sorry. All right. Send, your body. The, the Blows like a twelve game shot. And God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. Follow me. Eat my flesh, flesh of my flesh. Come with me.